This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. The Metaphysical Connection, Episode 10, Jack Kennedy vs. the Flying Saucers, is brought to you by our Zazzle page, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles, where you can buy merchandise with our Metaphysical Connection logo printed right on them, from t-shirts, coffee mugs, aprons, cell phone covers, and window stickers, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. This podcast is also brought to you by our listeners through contributions to our PayPal page. Donate to keep the show afloat, paypal.me slash Fedora Chronicles. Once again, I'm your host, Eric Reiner Kingfisk, with Professor Walt Schnabel. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. So, sure. So, anyway, on the side of your chair here, you you have a cardboard box. I do. So, like, let's get some sound effects here of you opening the cardboard box. Do we get a drum roll? Yeah, no, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll insert the drum roll later. There you go. Got pretty good. I think that's okay. That was a cardboard box drum roll. Exactly. Gene Krupa, I'm not. Mm, no. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh my goodness. Nice. Yeah. The metaphysical yeah. coffee mug. Exactly. What I'm going to do right now, and I'm probably going to spill it all over your electronic sure. equipment, is okay. pour my coffee into it. All right. You think it's clean? Oh, I cleaned it. <clears throat> oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. You thought, you thought ahead. I thought ahead. So I am now drinking out of my brand new metaphysical connection coffee mug there you go oh it is it'll actually talk it will actually make the coffee taste better mm. since oh it does yeah it, it elevates it it does no question it elevates and it's, a, and it's a really nice design too thank you very much i know the guy who did you've that. got some skills I right, well you've thank you very skills, much apparently thank you Thank you very much. So anyway, we were going to talk about the news. We are. We we mm-hmm. are or we were. And the, here's here's the thing that a lot of people don't know, is that every every podcast, every episode, has um, its own show. And the thing is, if you go on iTunes and you will see af- in the description of the, each individual, there's a link to a website. And the thing is, is that that website corresponds with that particular show, or at least it should. And so that whenever Walt pulls into the driveway. He sh- we should have a web page ready to go, ready to go, so that all we have to do is just put the show on the server, and all the news that we talk about, everything we talk about, should have a link on the show page. You have the podcast and the show page. They're one and the same. They can't. One cannot exist without the other. I I, I don't think. So anyway, and we were talking They're not about mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah, you, you have to have one and the other. So and symbiotic relationship. A symbiotic. But the thing is, is that well, well here's the catch. W- Walt always comes in with his own show notes that are handwritten in hieroglyphics um, or some kind of chicken scratch. And so he has a whole bunch of news items that he wants to share. So who's going to go first? Who's going to share the first bit of news? And who's going to go? Who, and do do you have a news item that you're dying to share with the people? Well, the, the one that actually the only one I have. The rest of the stuff is, is show notes. Uh, J- uh, Hillary Clinton was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. It exactly. Twenty fifth. And we're going to play an audio clip of that. Yeah, she she was on for probably about a ten minute segment, I guess. Right. Like and she actually brought up the UFO question. Exactly. Um, and they discussed it. Yep. And she in the in the course of that conversation, she said that. Actually, I think Kimmel asked her about Bill inquiring right. 
about UFOs, which we've talked about previous show. And she says that he he did, and he didn't find anything out. Hold on a second. I do have to insert an audio okay. clip right now. Hold on a second. Okay. All go right. Ahead. We're going to go. This this is a flashback to a press conference that Bill Clinton had after after reading some of the transcripts from the Roswell incident. Hold on. Here you go. I did not have sex with those space aliens. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go back to work for the American people. Listen, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question here. It's like I got. I think I got space herpes here. Is there an ointment to get rid of it or something? Or, or, please, please tell me that. I, I, I don't worry about Hillary catching it. We haven't done anything together in about thirty years. But I want to know: is this like, is these space herpes going to make make it fall off? <laughs> well. First of all, that's a really bad Bill Clinton imitation. But uh, if, if there is an ointment for that, I don't think Hillary's going to be putting it on. <laughs> I think Bill's going to be applying that himself. But uh, that was actually kind of funny, Eric. But, um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, so she's, you know, again, my, my question being, you know, now she's on Jimmy Kimmel. This is a right. big, big outlet. You this know, is a huge. Big media outlet. Why is she, you know, I mean, when there's all these issues of terrorism and, and you know, and whatever, whatever, what would, have not. What would seem to be more important type of things to talk about. Right. Um, she's bringing up the UFO issue. Really. You want me, well, you want me to be perfectly honest with you? Go ahead. She's got, no, first of all, um, it's not her, what is it? Is it, it's one of, it's her campaign manager who is, and we talked about this. John during, Podesta. John yeah. Podesta. I almost said Leon Podesta said, hey, listen, this is a really big issue for me. You got to do something about this. And the thing is, is that all, uh, Barack Obama's entire campaign was predicated on no more secrets. And then it turns out that somebody had released some kind of survey or, you know, his, uh, his cabinet has been the most secretive ever. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, um, so you think this is some kind of a counterpoint? To I think the, this is to I, the, U, uh, to the uh, email cause, thing. Because the thing is, is that there. Is, I don't get it. There, there has sense. there has been a lot of claims saying that Barack Obama has not been as forthright as he campaigned on. And I think what Hillary is trying to do is trying to because um, there's been a lot of bad blood between the Clintons and the Obamas over the past couple of weeks. If you've been following, yeah. You know, talking about how Obamacare has been an absolute total failure. It's been a net negative instead of a net positive like it was supposed to be. Mm. And, hey, Gitmo is still uh, Gitmo is still open. And the thing is, is that we... Still open for business. We still have... Uh, we, st we have terrorism happening all over, uh, all over the world. You can almost say that, okay, well, we got rid of uh, Al-Qaeda. Now we have ISIS. And I think that what she's trying to say with all of this is that she's going to blow the doors off of every secret the United States has ever had mm, in the history boy, of history. I, I don't know about that. Well, you it's quite a quite a jump from where we are now i don't think that she all the stuff that's been covered up already. i i don't think that she's she's the disclosure nut that that you and i are well probably not but getting back to my overall point is you know with all these critical issues that could be discussed you know and and i get that she the conversation between her and kimmel was kind of light you yeah. know they were kind of joking around and right he was making light of something right um, i think he made light of her well, sure I and mean, you're going to play the clip so that so yeah. listeners can, uh, right but again i just I, I i just don't get where she's going hey it's out of the I, blue not, not that i have a problem with it i think it's kind of cool actually i mean it, i don't think there's a lot of votes are going to be garnered right ufo disclosure i mean there's probably maybe you and i 
right. might take that into consideration. And, right. and I think there's probably a lot of people interested in UFOs. But if, sure. if you ask people to make a list of their, their critical points for who they're going to vote for, I don't think UFO disclosure is real high on that list. I, you know? I want to say his name was Dennis Kucinich. And he was like, yeah. he's, he's yeah, a, he was he, a... he was a congressman. He's a, he ran he, for president. And he was, a, he was a real moon bat. In, well, he, in, was, he had his own way of thinking, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but he also... Um, ran on the platform of disclosure mm -hmm. and the thing is is that people couldn't take him seriously well that didn't get him very far but obviously. the thing is is that with hillary saying that she's going to push for full disclosure you can take that seriously and well I, I, she's a you know she's she's a very viable candidate i mean i don't think dennis Cassin snowball's chance in hell yeah. candidate i mean i give him credit for trying to run out his agenda but didn't get him far no absolutely no, but the thing is, is that it was just like, I think that sort of like the old adage, like only Nixon could go to China. I think that if there is going to be disclosure, it has to be a big name like Clinton. Um, I, and I think, I, and uh, you know, to give her props, I don't think that anybody else would take her seriously. Or I don't think anybody would take a candidate seriously if they said, uh, yeah, I'm going to like, do you, would you believe Donald Trump if he said that? I wouldn't believe him. Ted Cruz? I, I don't think I would, uh, you know. It sort of it took it takes a Hillary Clinton to say I'm you know I'm pushing for disclosure if I'm elected president. I, I think that the, I think that takes a little stones though. Well, she's got a history too. We we talked about it previously. She yeah. she was involved with Bill in with one of the Rockefellers. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Rockefeller. Yeah, um, Rockefeller Initiative. It was called, I think. Yeah, investigate material and things like that. Yeah. So she's you know this is not a new topic. Hey, cool. now, I'm, I'm thinking so so when when Bill went. When Bill got elected, right, and and he dispatched Hubble. Oh, uh, I can't remember his name. I don't remember. We'll, we'll, Hubble Th we'll, Thatcher Hubble. Well, I don't think it was Webb Hubble. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. you think Webster so. Hubble? Yeah, Webster yeah, yeah. Hubble. He was, yeah. Okay, Webster Hubble. He, he dispatched him. Okay, I believe. Okay, um, we may. You, you might want to check my sure my reference on this one, but um, and he probably came back with. Um, the Zapruder film or something, right, right? You know, and said, "Yeah, Bill, you can you can open this door if you want to." Right. He, look, look what happened to JFK when, when right. he tried to do that. Yeah. And we're <laughs> we're going to get to that today. That's going to be right. our topic. So yeah. that's, that's maybe that's a good plan. Right. Uh, so we got we got a couple other things too. Um, one of the big things that struck me this week was uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, yeah, pulling out of the of backing the the film on vaccines that yeah. was going to be shown at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival right. in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. That is. Um, now De Niro apparently has a has an autistic yeah son I think, and he all of a sudden didn't want the film to be aired. You know, there's there's supposed to be a connection, it, and it's it's kind of up in the air, I guess. The, the way between it, yeah. vaccines and and autism, right? Um, giving a vaccine and have them, I don't know what the exact vaccine is but right and have them something in the vaccine creates the, yeah, autism a lot of people thought for the longest time it was um, a preservative that is derived from mercury called the marisol yeah i think i think that yeah you got the science on that the, well uh the simple fact of the matter is is that the way that i read it is that well it was pulled whether or not robert de niro wanted it to be pulled i, I think that that's immaterial i think the thing is is that it was pulled and there's some controversy as to well why did he pull it and it was like i don't think that from everything that i read on the issue i don't think he gave a valid reason other than i don't think he did no i think yeah. he, he just um i think he sort of was backing it and then he wasn't back yeah and, but the bigger issue de niro aside and, and i 
I think somebody got to him. Oh yeah, and, and they, they had something on him. Or who knows? Yeah, what? I don't they probably have something on everybody. But um, if they want to play that, oh part. yeah. But the thing, the bigger issue is freedom of speech. I think. Yeah. What 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 prompted the Tribeca Film Festival to say this is not material that we? I mean, it's not. It's not pornographic. It's not. Right. It's controversial. If and it, it may it may or may not be valid, but. The real point is that in America, supposedly, allegedly. We're, we're allegedly we're we're supposed to be able to have access to to different points of view. Now, whether you agree with this point of view or not, yeah, is is really irrelevant. If you don't want to watch the film, then walk out. You know, but to pull it off the shelf or pull it out of the out of the, show. Out of the playlist and say that's not something we want to show, and and who knows. Who's back in the Tribeca Film Festival? Right. You know, I I, I kind of smell big pharma behind this. Somewhere, right. You know, because they're making a lot of money on vaccines. I mean, well, they're making a lot of money. Well, Walt, here's here's the thing, and uh, and this is just my you know this is just my conjecture, research to back that. You know, all you have to do is watch TV. Yeah. And and every third commercial, maybe maybe more, is yeah. is a is for some kind of medicine and, and you know, to, to solve some health issue they have or think they have. And and then they give you proceed to give you a yeah. whole big list of side effects that sometimes are worse than the, <laughs> than the damn thing they're treating with. But my point is that, you know, we're 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 a we're a nation of drug takers now. Exactly. You know, either illicitly and, and yeah. legally, you know. I mean, everybody's taking something for something, you know. Yeah, I, re- I remember just before uh, um, I was at a at the doctor's office and the nurse who did the the pre the you know the pre show with me before the 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 main act. The doctor the screen, came in the screening, screening and she asked me, "Do you take any street drugs?" And I said, "Well, I did take an ibuprofen behind the wheel. Does that count?" <laughs> <laughs> While you were driving? Yeah. Well, Kingo. I know. Ooh, look out! Um, but the th- but the entire thing is is that it was just like well, here's the thing. I, I I have a problem. I have a serious issue. You could either change your diet or you can take this pill. Well, okay, I'm going to take this pill. Okay, now now I have these side effects. Now you have to take these pills. For, but I don't have to change my diet. But you That's don't change it. your you diet. Can still eat the Twinkies and the you know right. the Coke and all that stuff. You could you can eat the um, um, bacon fat sprinkled with cinnamon. And he, here here's a cholesterol well, pill that would help that help yeah. you take care of the well the cinnamon's an uh, herbal yeah thing. That's the Ex- exactly. And the thing is, is that nobody ever bothers to say, well, okay, wait a minute. We're taking all these medications. We have all these additives, preservatives, artificial flavors, and coloring. You don't think that that's causing some kind of side effects? You don't think that that's doing something to you? Uh, yeah. You know? That, well, that's the thing. You know, that's really the point, I think. Now we're, the American people are at the point where just take a pill to solve a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? It doesn't and, work that and, way. And maybe that's the new It doesn't work the new that normal. way. Um, you know, you have something and you take a pill. But, but, the, but Big Pharma is making billions and probably tri- now probably trillions of dollars yeah. and, and we were we, and who and, knows where yeah. all that money's going and, and, we, and we were talking about this before i turned on the microphones i have I, i'm having a big huge problem i'm not going to say it right now because i'm trying to fix the problem and i'm trying to work with it. there's a big huge corporation that i count on as part of running the fedora chronicle and running the metaphysical connection and they screwed me and the thing is is that instead of working with them in a partnership they're costing me money and the thing is, is that, first of all, I'm afraid to say anything because 
I want to get back in these people's good graces and I want to be able to work with them again and get things back on track. But I'm also afraid of the corporate lawsuit. Like if I were going to say, if okay, Ramjack Incorporated is actually costing us money instead of helping us make money. You don't think that Ramjack Incorporated is going to have like a team of lawyers knocking on my door saying, hey, listen, here, you're, here you have to show up at, 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 the, at the local courthouse in New York City. Make sure you bring your lawyer. Cause we're, and we're, and we're, I can guarantee you they're going to have a better lawyer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 that's no. the way it is. It's, it's, no, no. it's all part of the big uh, picture right. you know, of, of corporations and big pharma and, and, and all of those things having more power than any indiscipline have. And any so of the, any they of the, have their way. They do they do what they want to do, and they yeah. do it with, without very much um, interference from from any any anything. If I was any watchdog groups or anything. If I was sitting here with you and I was talking about an adverse reaction that I had to a pill, mm-hmm. any pill, a medication that I was taking. Yeah. You don't think the pharmacy company would would not, I mean not just a lawyer. They wouldn't have one lawyer. That's better than my lawyer. They would have a team of lawyers. Yeah, probably. I'm sure that's what... You hire one lawyer, they'll hire two. And the thing is, is that between large corporations who will do everything to shut you down if you say anything... And, I, hey, listen, I've got... I, I, I've gotten the, the cease and desist lawyer uh, letters. I've got the cease and desist letters from people because I have... Even when I play their game the way that they play it... I still get the threatening letters once in a yeah. while. Yeah, that's and part of their process. That's how they. So what are you going to do? One voice and yeah, and you know it's all about litigation and yeah. what they can do to you legally. And so the thing is, is that they may not come after me because you know I just run two podcasts a week. But you look at somebody like Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro has more to lose. Well, my question is, why did he kowtow to somebody? And maybe he. I mean, maybe it was legitimate. Maybe maybe he didn't think the content w- was worthy of being put out there. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. He didn't comment. I don't think he did. No. He just, you know, it, it's more likely that um, somebody come and said, Lord, yeah. you gotta, maybe his agent or something yeah. said, you want to get away from that. Who knows? We, it's like we, a ton of things. But the, but the real point is that, you know, we should be allowed to, to view something unless it's, you know, just total, total horseshit, you know, that. Anybody could see us horseshit. Right. No, um, I, I totally agree. Um, allow and, and the horseshit. And make the decision for ourselves. Yeah. You know, no, if you allow, watch that film yeah. and, and say, you know, this is, this is obviously wrong. Right. You know, but at least you have a chance to make that decision. Yeah. That, whereas if you don't get a chance to see it, you can't make That's any, on you. any choice at all on it. That's you on know? you. So I don't know. I don't know where that. Goes. I think you and I can both agree that somehow somebody got to him and they either said this documentary is full of crap or if you show this documentary we are going to release the photos of you and joe pesci tag teaming a bunch of underage hookers. yeah who knows you know yeah there's time who knows what de niro could have done you know that they yeah on past hey he's robert de niro and, and, and so what you know, he can do whatever he cares, wants really you, you know? know but you know i mean they're using it against him or using something against him yeah you know, if you if you play with fire, you you get burned. You also yeah. read of stories all the time when advertisers to the specific newspaper or magazine will say, "Oh, you're gonna do a you're gonna do a, a series on 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 this controversy." Early, well, we're gonna pull all of our advertising. Then what do you? Yeah, you're beholden. Yeah, you're beholden. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's, you want to move on to William Shatner or not? 
Well, here's the thing. Are we, how are we doing? No, we're, we're doing fine on doing time. Fine. This is a podcast. We can take as long as we want. Okay. All right. So William Shatner allegedly has what? Uh, an illeg- illegitimate kid who is looking for <laughs> $170 million for it, a paternity search. It was sir. $130, but right, it's, cool. it's absurd. Whatever. It's, a, it's, 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 it's an absurd number. It's an absurd amount. <clears throat> okay. Right. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Jerk. In case you're listening to this podcast, you're the illegitimate child of William Shatner. You've already won the jackpot. <laughs> That's all you have to do is say, go to a trekking convention and say, yeah, I'm William Shatner's kid. You know? <laughs> right. You want me to sign your uh, William Shatner memorabilia? Would you like me to sign your chest? <laughs> you know? Right. Now, my question is, where are the... He, he had... He was quite the... Uh, Quite the player in in Star Trek, and he was he was getting down with some green women, and you know. So does does he have any green skin kids out that are maybe in institutions or something? He's he's not <laughs> he, he's not taking any uh, DNA tests or anything. I uh, did not have I did not have inappropriate contact with that space alien woman. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's about it. But you know, I mean, Shatner's like eighty five now. So, I think you know, so. Yeah, his his uh, his days are probably over for kids. Could you just admit? Uh, but no. But the thing is, is that apparently so this William, guy's this guy's like in his forties or something, isn't he? He's, apparently, or 50s apparently maybe. William Shatner did say yes. Uh, well, he's had contact with him before. No, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> I think the thing he's is, he's had contact that, with him before. Yeah, and it's like back in nineteen eighty two. He said, "Yeah, I'm your dad." I mean, could you just imagine what that that conversation must have looked like? And no, I'm not paying for you to go to Harvard. It is true, Spock. I am his illegitimate father. I don't know what I was thinking. I was in some kind of a Romulan trance where I boldly went where so many men have gone before. You're channeling William Shatner. I am going to be talking like William Shatner for the rest of this podcast. Please don't. Please don't. Walt. This must, must, must be your day for It is. is. Walt. Have you been practicing these? Or? Schnabel, I mean, what you're... is your thought on JFK and the Flying Saucers? So you're ready to move on to that? <laughs> <laughs> you're done with your with your Shatner? Well, you're done your Shatner. Well, here's the thing. Um, it is... So we're almost at the half hour mark. Um, okay. Are we going? Here's the thing: we have well, a, a really exciting topic. We do. Okay. We do. Um, we've recorded the news for half an hour. Mm-hmm. This is usually when we take a breather and take a tinkle, and eat the other it's donut. More, that, more um, the listeners need. I think I think that they know that I tinkle once in a while. Well, well yeah, but you don't have to put it on here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what we're what, do we want to tell people? If you if you've seen the show page, you already know what the topic is all about. Yeah. But the topic is JFK and the flying saucers. And the UFOs. And the UFOs. Yeah. And I, I think that it just looked better when you when I wrote JFK versus the flying saucers. I thought that looked cool. That sounds like a bad sci fi movie actually. Yeah. Um it's like a so, C movie. So we're gonna we're gonna take a, a brief break and then we are going to start way, way, way back in the beginning. Back in when JFK got on the the alien bandwagon or to the, the alien w- agenda when he got on board the wagon train to the stars mm-hmm. so so i have to tell you to stay tuned if you keep doing that i'm going to try and do spock so <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop <laughs> if you have something you want us to promote on the metaphysical connection podcast let us know by getting in touch with me my email address is info at the if you have something to promote that our listeners would be interested in, let me know and I'll read your ad during our actual podcast. 
It could be goods and services, a special event or convention, a book or documentary you've written or created, or even your own podcast on the topic of the unexplained phenomenons. That's also how you can get in touch with us and let us know how about your own experiences. Um, have a good ghost story, seeing something unusual or strange, or just post your opinion on any given topic. Once again, just drop us a line at info at thefedorachronicles.com. Here's, here's a clue on uh, how we run the show. Walt and I, probably like a minute after we finished recording the show, we sort of like, well, what do you want to do next week? And, this, and then usually he'll say, or I'll say, we'll throw out an idea. And, or we will write down the idea and put it on, on my wall here on a sticky note. And then there's some other topics, like the Tom Carey interview just fell on our lap. And the thing is, is that for whatever reason, we want to, well, how do we get on the topic of JFK? I think it came out of the Carey show. Yeah. The, the Carey interview. We started talking about, well, he, he talked about, at the end of the interview, um, this is going to air after the R- the second part. Right. So I don't want to. If you're do listening, I don't want to do a spoiler. If you're uh, listening to this show now, you will have heard the, the, part, the second part of the Carrie interview. Right. Right. Well, he one of his future projects, which you asked him about, is is the JFK, a new a new wrinkle on the JFK assassination. Sure. It's hard to imagine there is one, but. Right. But apparently he's he's uncovered some stuff. So sure. we got to talking about that, and I think it just morphed in JFK and was right. sort of blending the two right. topics. Right. So the thing is, is that um, Walt goes off and he does his research. I do my research. And then we come back together, and this is where we make podcast gold, where we talk about, Walt will talk about what he found, he'll talk about what I found. So about maybe an hour or two before... This is where we make our metaphysical connections. Uh, Literally. So the thing is, is that Walt found this um, once classified document and it's been released under somebody, somebody filed a Freedom of Information Act or whatever. And, and Walt is sort of like, well, Eric, do you think it's real? And the thing is, we are going to post a link to this on the show notes, on the show page. And the thing is, is that, well, first of all, <laughs> I mean, it looks real. You went to a lot of effort, you know, you went to a lot of effort to make a document that it has like scribble marks on it and this top and, and secret stamp. I thought and... I was going to fool you. <laughs> <laughs> I used my old uh, Underwood typewriter. Exactly. What? Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. And it's like, you really, you listen, you read this. And it was just like right here, uh, U.S. Majestic 12 Intelligence and Security Briefing, you know. And it was like, un- until recently, nobody knew what Majestic 12 was. Right. That, w- that was my question. Is, is that. I mean, you know more about that kind of. What's your what's your take? Do you think it's it's real, or you think it's something's trumped up? Oh, oh, let me think here. I don't think that our government could actually even conceive of such an evil idea of starting up a secret organization. Oh no, I'm not talking about that. I I I give total credibility to Majestic Twelve. It's it's the document itself. It seems apparent from that document. Um. You know what I'm it, saying? It looks too. It looks too scuzzy to be fake. Okay. Well, I don't know what I thought too. Is, I, is there some way of knowing that it's that it's legitimate? Well, is there some kind of a? I, I read somewhere that there's supposed to be like a watermark. No. Or something. You know, the thing is, is that this is a photocopy of a photocopy of a photograph of a of a photocopy. Yeah. 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 Um, and this the thing is, is that it's scratched out. Top secret is scratched out and ultra 
is put in its place. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. not a lot of people know M- MK Ultra. Just Ultra. They yeah. scratched out Ultra, which well. means the level above Top Secret is Ultra. Is that where MK Ultra comes yeah, from? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they are, you yeah. know. And the thing yeah. is that, and and you look at this, and um, you can you can go. There's so many things that are blacked out, like the headers and the footers, where it came from, and whatever. Um, and, and you read this, and it it's a it, it is obviously an a, an old document that somebody has. Like I said, photocopied, and um, somebody has gone through this, and they've well, blacked out a lot of that's stuff. That's pretty much the way it, as documents always are. There always, there's always a bunch of stuff. And I, I um, think that on one of these pages here, I've never seen one that didn't have stuff. Which I guess they have to do. You know, there's some stuff. I guess people's names or yeah. But but the the real important part of the document for me is the fact that that um, Congressman. Kennedy identified. Now, Kennedy was elected to Congress in 46 mm-hmm. from Massachusetts. Um, and he apparently retained a, a high security clearance was because he, yeah. because he was in the Navy. Yep. And my readings and research and everything always comes out that the Navy, the real top secret stuff funnels its way through the Navy. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why that is. Maybe that's just the agency they use to, to channel all that. But it does seem like a lot of these guys that are in the know, you know, in terms of top secret kind of things, are, yeah. are Navy guys. Yep. Um, in fact, one of the original members of, uh, of Majestic 12 was Forrestal. James, yeah. Was it James Forrestal? Was, a, was an admiral in the Navy, went on to become the Secretary of Defense. Hey, before, he was one of the original before you go Before you go any further, yeah. I do have to qualify one thing. Okay. Okay. Jack Kennedy was um, House of Representatives mm-hmm. from 1947... To 1953, and then went to the U.S. Senate. I thought it was 40. I think he was elected in 47. He he start. He was in office in 1947. Okay, maybe he was elected in 46 and took right. Because I know I saw 46 somewhere. That's 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 when he started serving as a congressman. That's that's a minor point anyway. But so um, he was only he was in Congress for only a few short months before Roswell. Okay, well that that's what I'm getting to. The, The the big point of this document is that Kennedy was made aware of the Roswell incident right. back back when it happened. Back when it happened. And made aware that there were aliens and alien bodies involved. Right. And so he had, actually he was one of the few members of Congress that yeah. that actually knew that or was made aware yeah. of that. So that's where the kind of the jumping off point for this conversation. Thing, right. Because Kennedy had back knowledge of this situation question. He started off the ground floor and worked his way he up. He did. He did. He was um, he, 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 so so to me that's that's one of the reasons why that document jumped out. Like, Whoa, you know I didn't. If this really was Jack Kennedy's copy, okay, and this is a briefing almost like immediately after it happened. All this thing about the weather balloon and all of this nonsense about how well Roswell really didn't happen. It's all it's all it's all bullshit. Well, that, that kind of if yeah, if this really is a, a valid document, a true document, yeah, then that. To me, that kind of blows that all out of the water. Yeah, I mean, if that's if they're saying that he was informed of that, well, why would he be informed of it? I mean, yeah. Why would they inform him about a weather balloon? Doesn't make sense. No, you, and, and the so, thing is, you people can read this document for yourself and see that it pretty much goes through the entire incident, and then it, yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of well, what do we tell the American? Which which is why when I read it, I'm thinking, well, why isn't this more apparent to the American people? Yeah, why? why why don't more people know about this? Well, or, keep, which is why I started thinking, well, maybe this is not a real document. <clears throat> so jumping off from that, 
Um, that's just the that's just the kind of the the opening volley, I guess, of our conversation. Uh, I but thought that it, was a good. But place it's a to strong start. opening. It's a good it's a place strong, to start. It's a, it's yeah, a strong opening. Yeah. Uh, because we're talking about the Kennedy UFO connection, so there you go. You know, you can't say too much more than that um, right. about his his knowledge of the incident. Um, pretty pretty early on in the mi in the mix. But this document explains does so much more. Does it say exactly? More. Does it is that dated? Does it say exactly when he got that information? Or I'm maybe that's not that important. I, I, th I, I think that that's one of the things that have been. Um, blacked out i'm actually going to try and see if i can i'm telling you it was it was uh filed uh i want to say that that's an eight july 8th wow it's from the it's from the war department july 8th 47 that would be right no. right around the actual time of the and it was it was re this actual document was released july 16th 1995 oh well yeah yeah but I'm, i mean when it was actually written or when, when I guess the point is when he was actually informed. Well, here, here. So I'm assuming he he read this document. Well, he, well, here's okay. the thing. This there's a stamp on this. It's one of those like literally like those rubber stamps. Mm -hmm. And apparently that this was um, this is printed out and given to the president. Um, it's I can't read the month. It would have been Truman. Uh, I'm well, looking. I'm, I'm, on the date. I'm looking at 1960 is when this copy that was approved by Alan Dulles, director of the CIA. At that point, he was. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more. So the thing. So the thing is, is that what we are probably looking at here is it is a copy that was handed off to the president from um, Alan Dulles's office. This is this is a copy that was made for Kennedy when he was president. Oh, okay. Back so, in 19. 19th... So it's it's a ways going down the. Well. From from what I understand, he had when Kennedy already received one copy of this when he was a congressman, allegedly. Oh, okay. And this okay. is this is this is a reprint copy. Hey, remember, you know, mm -hmm. Mr. President, you remember reading this when you were Mr. Congressman? Yeah, I, I'm sure he would remember that. So let's jump into um, might be wrong in, into the kind of the genesis, I guess, of UFO incidences. Right. And there was an incident, and and now this has been labeled a hoax by a lot of people but i think there's a there's more to it than meets the eye it's only a folks uh, for it's only a hoax for people who don't know all the facts well that may or may not be true but um i mean there's there's different reasons for people creating hoaxes and things like that. um so anyway the incident is more called maury island um, ufo incident yep it actually predated the roswell incident by a few a few weeks i think right um, it actually happened June 21st, 19 crash. So this happened in Puget Sound, which is off the, off the coast of Washington State. Yeah. Um, and there was this guy named um, Dahl, uh, Harold Dahl, who was sort of, um, he kind of patrolled the, the sound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the course of doing that, there, there was a big logging operation. Some logs would go astray now and then, and he would recover them, you know, probably to keep boats from running into him and stuff and also he got some kind of a reward for that for right. doing that yep so this was kind of his little gig that he had going right so he was in the boat with um his son and um his dog i think i'm not sure that there are any other but, yeah um and so they saw this cluster of, of us ufos appear about two thousand feet and um there were six of them and one of them started to wobble Mm -hmm. Like there was something wrong with it, you mm -hmm. know, it was mechanically. So one of the other UFOs came real close to it and almost touched it, or maybe did touch it, um, as if they were kind of trying to repair it or something, or get it, right it somehow. And it started dropping uh, debris out of the UFO, and it fell into his boat. Yeah. And it was like slag. It was like, like hot metal. 
and actually killed his dog. Sorry, sorry about that for the dog lovers out there. Um, and, and a piece of it landed on his son's arm and severely burned his arm. Yeah. So Dahl, you know, panicked, I guess, and went back to shore and called um, who he says is his supervisor. Now, now this this is a little bit. Um, this is this is getting to into an area that's starting to get really kind of strange. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Uh, the guy's name is Chrisman. Okay. Fred Chrisman. Okay. You heard the name? Yep. Okay. Let's not let's not say exactly where that came comes from yet, but it's it's a. It is a metaphysical. Can we but, finally but get the, to that? But hopefully, for the audience' sake, Walt will explain everything. I will. For those of you who don't know who Fred Christman is, it's it's an interesting part of this. So Christman comes on the scene and he he gathers up this material that you know yep. that's fallen. Har- Harold Dahl. Uh, this is another kind of interesting part of it. Is several days later visited by a man in black. Mm-hmm. Um, pulled up in front of his house in a in a big black Buick. And actually took him out to breakfast. He had a black suit on. And um, I was kind of thinking about that when we were having breakfast yesterday. <laughs> any, any, any men in black? Uh, I should have worn and, my black and, suit. And basically threatened him yeah. big time. You know, said, you know, they didn't have like a, a, a breakfast chat. He, yeah. he told them that, you know, if he if he said anything about this, it was going to, you know, that his family was going to disappear and, you know, the nine yards. It was. Does this sound familiar? Uh, slightly. Yeah. Uh, and actually, going into the future, his son actually did disappear. Yeah. Uh, and nobody knew where he was for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. And he ended up in Montana, waiting tables, um, and not knowing how he got there. Just no, he he could not account for the time between when he disappeared and when he was discovered in Montana. Well, it was, wasn't good. Well, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you if that ever happened to me, I'll tell you how I got there. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Well, he didn't talk about that, what the actual event was that brought him into my... So um, that's kind of the first appearance of the men, men in black, I think. Yeah. Um, whatever, they, whatever their role is. I think that's um, the first documented Well, documented, sighting. yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that was the first time. They, uh, the first time anybody really ever talked yeah. about it. So the offshoot of this is that, that Harold Dahl totally changed his story. And all of a sudden, this was a hoax right. that he supposedly he and Christman created. Sure. Okay. So... Getting back to Christman, this is this is the real kicker for me. Who is Fred Christman? Where did he turn up? Hopefully, you're going to tell us. I am. 1968, the Garrison trial. Yeah. Gar- Garrison put a, put Clay Shaw on trial. This is goes back to the JFK movie. If people, most sure. people, I think have seen that. Um, he said he uh, actually Christman was subpoenaed by Garrison to yeah. testify. Yeah. Because Garrison believed him to be the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. And if 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 you've gotten into JFK, which I know you have, Eric, I don't yeah, I don't know exactly. how, how how much the listeners and they know obviously sure. the JFK some things about the incident. Um, there were three tramps that were arrested after the shooting, right? And supposedly one of those tramps was Fred Christman, mm-hmm. and he was the guy that, that fired the shots from Grassy Knoll. So there's the connection. So that that's. That's pretty. That's pretty out there. Oh, but I'm sure it's all just a coincidence, Walt. But I mean, but the thing is, this this guy apparently was a sarcasm. Is it? Yeah, I, I, this guy apparently is a was a deep operative, a, a black op that was involved in a lot of, yeah. lot of stuff. A lot of dark, wet work. How and, he got connected to Dahl originally? He Dahl said that he was his supervisor. Well, then what um, was Dahl doing? And who was Dahl? Well, Dahl's the guy in the boat. Right. That, that witnessed the, the more... No, no, I know yeah, that. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, I mean, how how are the two connected? I, I don't mean, know. We, there's no real real uh, real references to that in yeah. any of the stuff I read. Yeah. You know, 
uh, it's just kind of curious. He called this guy. It's and, just weird. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Chrisman found out about it and got up. Yeah, it was it was a strange thing. But anyway, that sort of kicked off the whole the whole cluster of UFO things. You know, starting with that, and then you have yeah. something about uh, Kenneth Arnold, right? Yeah. Well, so the thing is, is which it, happened a few days later, I think. Well, so you have this in guy, Washington, right? Well. Um, near Mount Rainier. Folks who don't know who uh, Kenneth Arnold is, he is the guy who. Um, very forthright, upstanding citizen, and he had volunteered to um, fly his plane to look for somebody else who went missing. Just and and I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. And Kenneth Arnold, while he was searching for this for this other missing plane, he sees flying saucers. And he coined the he and he coined, coined the, the phrase because yeah. the thing is is that these these craft this this aerial craft or whatever these unidentified flying objects the way that they were flying was like they were like uh, saucers skipping across the ocean and one of the things that in and one of the crafts was like the the traditional what you think of a flying wing from like something from buck rogers or something like that there's a photograph of him actually holding a photograph of an artist rendition of what he described and it was just like and now you and I have this conversation. We go back and forth. When did the whole thing about when did flying saucers become part of our vernacular? Because here's a story that was t- it was taken seriously by the mainstream media. This was even published in the Chicago Sun, Thursday, June twenty sixth, nineteen forty seven, talking about supersonic flying saucers sighted by Idaho pilot while he was flying around Mount Rainier. As I said, looking for looking for um, a missing plane. And here's the thing. I don't ever remember them ever saying that they found the plane that, that, that uh, 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 Kenneth Arnold was looking for. Mm-hmm. And, here, and here's the thing. Kenneth Arnold was not just, he was one of many pilots who went looking for this person who just simply up and disappeared, just yeah. like plucked yeah. out of the sky. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that um, the event you just described, a lot of people will say, well, that's what ushered in the, the conversation the, that America seems to be having with itself or the Western world talking about flying saucers. And I can look at this here and I can say, well, this is it. This is, you know, talking about, uh, about Kenneth Arnold. And then, like what, less than two weeks later, Roswell. And the thing is, is that... It Nate, seems like a strange coincidence that it would happen so close in proximity. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, there was some thinking that the, 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 the saucer or the UFO that was wobbling was was the one that actually crashed at Roswell. That there was some something wrong with it. And, yeah, but that's not you know document. Obviously not documents. Yeah, <clears throat> but a follow up to the to the Maury Island thing is that Chrisman took this debris. Uh, apparently he put it in a cornflake, <laughs> which is kind of kind of curious. You know, <laughs> what they didn't have Tupperware back then. Uh, I, I don't know. But um, anyway, that, that that's that's a sideline. Um, any any. Gave it to the Air Force, who flew it, or attempted to fly it, to Wright-Patterson. Yeah. And the plane crashed. Mm-hmm. It crashed uh, not long after takeoff. Yeah. And, and there was some thinking. Instru- yeah, instrument failure or yeah, something. something. Or some people said they actually thought they saw a missile or get shot off. So, um, you know, that's that's another aspect of um, So the next, I guess the next place to go with this is how Ken- the Kennedy Kennedy. Right. To the, now, now we already established through that document that that Kennedy had some back knowledge of yeah. of the aliens. Well, forty seven is a, is a real interesting year because this is when Truman was you know Truman was still president. Yep. And and he was apparently a, a pretty nasty little yeah. Um, and he created a lot of the 
a lot of the things that we now think of as national security type right. things. Um, and I think a lot of that was based on this alien question. In mm -hmm. fact, there's a lot of conjecture that the CIA was started as an agency to control this, this alien right. topic that they didn't want. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that everything that was going on in the world right now, I mean, it was just it was just ready made because we had the threat, uh, the Cold War, right. the Red right. Menace, right. as it were. Right. And we were all worried about, you know, what the what were the Russians and the Chinese doing and right. all of their allies mm -hmm. and all the Soviet satellite states and whatever. Mm -hmm. And and then on top of that, we had, uh, well, what do we have? We have this UFO threat. And the thing is, is that you and I had talked about this earlier in a previous show. With the, There were five documents that were released by the CIA, investigations that they did for ufo sightings in other parts of the world outside the united states right now the thing is is that well why would the why would the cia take something like this seriously if they're only weather balloons walt oh yeah that's to me that's not even in question the the thing i was getting to with truman though is that he created a lot of the uh the lockdown stuff on on top secret security and things like that he, yeah. he passed an initiative I, I forgot that I didn't write the number of it, but really, essentially, what it did was it gave it gave the NSA, or or which was not really the NSA at the time, it was an earlier type permutation of the NSA. Sure. Uh, and and what this thing said was that any law that's passed, unless it unless it specifically mentions the NSA, yeah, does not apply to the NSA. So, say that again. Yeah, it's confusing. I know. Yeah, say that again. He he passed an initiative that said that any law that's in effect or is passed going forward that does not specifically say that the NSA has to follow that. The NSA doesn't have to follow that. So the NSA supersedes the laws. So we created, well, no, we. He. He created a, a super bureaucracy. Of security. That's that's above with, the law with, with with security as the as the benchmark. That's, that's above yeah. the law. It's but, a, but what he really did, what yeah. he really did was was he gave the presidency immunity from from any any shenanigans that go on because Great. because he carte, gave that agency carte blanche to to do whatever they want to do, and they don't have to answer to any. So the president can say, well, they did that on their if it comes something comes out. They did that on their own. The presidency, the president didn't know. You see what I'm saying? You see what why, I'm going with this? Why aren't you terrified yet? How <laughs> well, come, I'm just how saying. Come? I'm just saying. That's where the, all this stuff kind of kicked in, you know. Um, and now we have what we have now. You know, it's 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 turned into like a huge security bureaucracy almost. You know, um, we have an agency that can pretty much do. Now, could you also make the argument that the Department of Homeland Security also has those executive powers? I'm not sure about that. That that I don't know because I thought that I the know. Department of Homeland Security. I'm just talking was about the NSA now. Okay, that's, that's a whole different thing. That's that's, that's, that's a whole new that's podcast. A whole thing. It is. Yeah. So, but the so, thing so is, so what I'm go where I'm going with this is right. I don't want to get too far into that realm. Right. Which again, that could be another show. But sure. Um, this is the this is the climate that was beginning to 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 happen. Yeah. And a lot of it is is a result of the the alien question. Yeah. Um, and and Kennedy uh, became the center point of the, during his presidency um, now there's, there's some as as we said in that previous memo he had previous knowledge of question mm -hmm. and he was really i think he was really pushing for disclosure yeah um, there there was a there's a lot of things on you know on the internet that he apparently uh went to see the the alien bodies from roswell right 
at an Air Force base in Florida. Well, well, you're well, you're looking that up. That yeah. makes me, that makes me wonder because the thing is, is that from everything that I've read from all of my research, all the UFO debris and and uh, bodies and ever all went allegedly to Wright Patterson. Well, they did. They moved them. They moved them. They apparently moved them around quite a bit. Um, I don't know. It's like moving the pee under the under the shells, I guess. Yeah. Like a, like a shell game. Um, it was. Tyndall Air Force Base near Panama City, Panama City, Florida. Apparently, he went there and uh, and viewed the bodies. This was in sixty one, sixty. That reminds so right, me. Right that, you know that what? That that reminds me of another story. Whereas Jackie Gleason was close friends with Richard. His name came up. And then Jackie Gleason. I and saw the, that. And the thing is, is that um, Jackie Gleason was um, very curious about flying saucers and all like mm-hmm. that. And I saw his name. And Richard Nixon had sent a limo when I think Gleason was down in Florida and said, hey, come check this stuff out. And apparently when Jackie Gleason saw it, it really messed him up for quite a while because apparently Jackie there. Gleason was in, in alcoholic rehab in, in Dublin, in the town I live in. Uh-huh. There, was a, there was a big place where people went to rehab. Be- Beach Hill? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was supposedly there. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a real, a real <laughs> sideline. But, um, so anyway, so Kennedy... You know, was very active in the in the whole UFO thing. Yeah. You know, there was a guy um, that was his. They called him a steward on on Air Force One. Yep. When Kennedy was president, uh, he apparently had multiple jobs. He like helped load the plane, and right. you know, he took care of Kennedy. Sure. Literally a steward. Brought him, brought him drinks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and food probably. So he he had a newspaper that they had gotten from wherever UF, uh, Air Force One had been, and it had pictures of UFOs on the front page. Right. So he showed it to Kennedy, and Kennedy looked at it and say much. And this guy said, "Well, so what do you think about this, Mr. President? What you know? What do you? How do you feel about?" It? And and Kennedy said that um, he'd like to be able to to bring this out right. to the American people, but his hands were tied. He actually said that. That's a yeah. quote. From this guy, you know, according to this guy. And that dials it back to the whole issue with the NSA and the CIA having jurisdiction over this issue. Right. The the idea that an agency like the CIA that was being run by Alan Dulles, Mm -hmm. who was later fired because of the Bay of Pigs fiasco. Well, yeah, Kennedy Kennedy got rid of him. And And that was the beginning of the end for him, for Kennedy. yeah. And the thing is, is that now this is this is where is this where we can start talking about the assassination? Yeah, I think I think we got to All right. that place. So so Kennedy, um, you know, he's starting to make these moves. Yeah, that that people didn't expect. Or he's know, making these moves in these directions that pe- that a lot of people did not. Or, or expect. making people unhappy. The whole thing about the UFOs was just one of mm-hmm. many things that he was doing that was really cheesing people. Right. Off. He he was uh, attempting to to kind of get around the Federal Reserve, which is another whole show yep. in itself. Um, he was he was he was having the Treasury Department print its own money. Yep. Which which has only been done. I think Lincoln had that done too. Right. Hmm. See any connection there? Jeez, I don't know. Lincoln, Kennedy, shot in the head, <laughs> printing their own money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of it. Little bit. There's a whole bunch of Kennedy Lincoln connections. Exactly. Which, which is, so. So Kennedy's making these moves that are, are pissing a lot of people off. Yeah. Uh, and he got elected. I mean, Joe Kennedy pulled his, Kennedy's father pulled all of the strings he had, you know, played yeah. all the cards he had to get him elected because it was it was a tight election. It was an yeah. up and tuck election. So all these people that Kennedy probably, Joe Kennedy probably promised stuff. He, he's kind of going against that. Right. You know, First of all, Robert, ma- Robert. Making people not so happy. Robert's going after the mafia. 
Yeah, I'm big time. Yeah, big time. And some of the mafia bosses in Chicago who helped get Kennedy elected. Right, they're not so happy. <laughs> not so happy. So, so what, what's what's happening is there's kind of a nexus of forces that are coming together that are saying we got to get yeah. rid of this guy. Yeah. This guy's like he's, he's stepping on too many toes here. We, right. you know, and he and he's he's making moves to disband the CIA. Yeah. He got he fired Dulles. Break it up into a thousand got, different got, pieces. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, he's got Bobby on the mafia. Yeah. You know, big time. Let's not forget Johnson. <clears throat> Lyndon. Let's, okay. That's another whole Let, thing. Yeah. Let's dial it back for a second and talk about Lyndon Johnson. Mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson was being, there were hearings to whether to go forward to see if whether or not Johnson, Johnson should be impeached from President of the United States because of countless counts of corruption. And the very hour, the very minute Kennedy was assassinated, there was a congressional hearing investigating one of uh, Johnson's cohorts in correction, um, uh, corruption and mis- misappropriation of federal funds and all like that. Mm-hmm. And all of these charges against um, Johnson simply went away the day after Kennedy well, was assassinated. Another thing that Jim Jim Mars, the, the, yeah. the journalist, that's investigative journalist, who I think is really good, yep. he's written numerous books about well, his his book Crossfire, huge book about the Kennedy it assassination. Is. It it's is the, probably one of the biggest. Yep. Um, I'm I'm my hope against hope is that someday we can have yeah. a guest on the show. But he's you know he's huge. Yeah. So uh, he uncovered a document in the Johnson Library. Now this is in his library. Johnson's library. It was a memo that he wrote. Yep. On November twenty first, yeah, nineteen sixty, two days before the assassination. Yeah. Saying that they were going to be putting more troops, 50,000 more troops into Vietnam. He wasn't even president yet. Yeah. And he was already changing. Kennedy was going in the opposite direction. Kennedy was moving toward pulling. In fact, he, he had a directive to pull a thousand military. They Initially, in the initial stages of Vietnam, they had military advisors there right. before we actually put started putting real troops in there. I mean, yeah. hard troops. And Kennedy's in, initiative was to pull a thousand of those out. That's right. what he was. He was moving toward backing out of the war. Yeah. Or not even starting it. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't the big guys very well, happy. the you, big chemical places because, and stuff like that that yeah. made a fortune on them because you look at Johnson and 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 Johnson's personal finance was all wrapped up in military spending especially with the Bell helicopter and if anybody who knows anything about Vietnam Bell helicopters claim to fame was was the Huey mm. and the thing is is that they made tens of thousands of them for America and we sent them overseas and and um all all the stocks and bonds were were in Lady Bird's name, and and they made a fortune off the Vietnam mm-hmm. War. Mm-hmm. President Johnson's estate made a fortune off the Vietnam War. Now, what does that tell you? And if Kennedy had pulled out, first of all, Johnson would have gone to jail. He would have gone to prison. Well, there's under a lot corruption. of conjecture that he sh- that he should have been put yeah. put in jail. But getting back to the uh, UFO thing, uh, the. We didn't really talk much about uh, Majestic 12. Let's talk about Majestic 12. Uh, well, let's touch on it because, again, we could do a whole show it's a whole on show. that. But um, supposedly one of the, not one of the original members, but a member uh, during the, during the I think during the Kennedy administration was Hubert Humphrey. Hubert Humphrey was who? Hubert Humphrey later became uh, vice president under President Johnson. Thank you. So there you go. So all these things start to kind of, start to come together when you start reading a lot if you start you know it's it's sort of disjointed but then you start seeing common threads um, and there, there's there's so much more to the to the ufo question than we know about uh, yeah there, there's multiple multiple crashes that were were come upon that 
have never gotten any knowledge of and multiple bodies that were recovered there there was a there was one thing that i read of it. one of the live aliens somebody was taken to see him yep it's it's doc it's documented in 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 one of the books that uh one of the um tom carey's books um i think it's what yeah yeah this is not this is not the one from this was not the live one from the roswell incident this okay this alien and he was in he was in a a highly humidified room right and the guy who was witnessing this said what's with what's with all this humidity and they said that they're the aliens that they've, they've captured or, or found or whatever are more plant-based yep and their their body is based on cl- and so it would be like a the humidity to keep their their skin moist or something yep. but it also they found that they were able to um, use the ambient electrical charge mm-hmm. in the room to go to go through a wall yeah to go from the room into another room and so to keep them in that room they use the humidity to keep the charge so that's kind of interesting that's weird too. yeah that yeah, is pretty weird so anyway that's a real side so um there's there's a lot of there's two really important cia documents that were unearthed or, or yeah. made public and one of them refers to um lancer yeah which was kennedy's code name yep for the cia now, I don't know whether that has in the anything. Secret Service. In the Secret Service. I, I don't know if that has anything to do with sexual proclivity or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into the Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe thing in a few minutes. But, yeah. Um, at any rate, there, there was a document saying that Lancer was uh, bringing about things that, that needed to be Taken care of. Taken care of, yeah. Yeah. And, and one memo referred to, and it was very cryptic. Yep. Unless you know what they were talking It referred to there not being enough precipitation and there needed to be some a lot of mm-hmm. water applied. Now, that goes back to a KGB term, meaning to, to get somebody wet, meaning, wet. Means, meaning to drench them, drench them in their own blood. Wet works. Or, or to take them out. Wet works. Wet exactly. Works. So you know about that. So that was in a memo. Anybody who is that any, was in a memo referring to Kennedy. Anybody who has ever read any spy novel will know that wet works is uh, code for assassination. Well, that's where that that's yeah. where that comes from. Okay, so yep. you knew that one. Uh, so you know, Kennedy was definitely moving in a collision course. Yeah. Toward you know what happened. It was pretty much inevitable. It was it was going that way. It was yeah. pretty much inevitable. And I think the uh, I'm not saying the UFO connection was the the genesis of the assassination. Right. I think it was one of the. Right, one of the factors. Yeah, and I, I think I think MJ twelve was partially in, or one of the one of the agencies involved. Yeah. anyway. I mean, it was multiples. I think. Yeah. So, one one of the members of Majestic twelve. Are we going to talk about Majestic twelve the um, members or we can touch on it? I think I, I don't think we should go too far into it because it's a little bit. A little bit off topic. Well, we're talking about Majestic 12, and we're talking about assassinations, but you're not mm-hmm. going to mention James Forrestal? Oh, well, okay. We can we can go. You want to talk about him, or you well, want to well, who, leave who's, that for another show? Who's James Forrestal, just to let people right, well, know? Well, J- James Forrestal was one of the um, one of the original members of, apparently, Majestic 12. Yeah. Uh, he was an admiral and went on to become Secretary of Defense. Now, he, at some point, got a little rambunctious and started positioning for disclosure of the of the alien quest. Yeah. Uh, he he apparently was a really upright kind of guy, you know, he, yep. he, he was well respected by the military. He he, he just had a lot of credibility. And, yep. and so that presented a po- a problem for the for the forces that were trying to keep keep the alien question under wraps. So oddly enough, um, he had a he had some kind of a mental breakdown. So they said he was put in an, he was institutionalized. 
in Bethesda, I think Bethesda Naval Hall, and kind of, um, you know, put on ice, say, saying that he had a, he had had a, um, a nervous breakdown. Or a and then oddly enough, he, um, he tied some sheets around his neck and jumped out the window and the sheets broke and he, and he hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of, kind of fun. Now there's a lot of conjecture that, that, that he was helped out the secret service. Yep. So he he's he's a pretty big uh, big figure in the, again he was Navy so Navy intelligence mm-hmm. um, and they apparently shut him up he, he was actually going to the the opposition party and bring this out to the night. didn't didn't work out real well for him for him and for us so the thing is is that there there seems to be a pattern here whereas is like you have elected or appointed officials say hey listen I think disclosure is the way we want to go here and then what happens you know. It's like the thing is, is like nothing good for them, nothing good for them. So the thing is, is in the beginning of the show here, this is, this is going to get a little weird here. This is going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take us down a road here that I, I maybe, maybe this is a road that we should not go. But the thing is, is that we have, we have one president who allegedly was pushing for uh, disclosure, Jack Kennedy. Okay. Fine example. We had another president allegedly who was also pushing for disclosure, Richard Nixon. And Richard Nixon was thrown out of office for Watergate and the cover up and all those various mm-hmm. reasons. Jimmy Carter Jimmy Carter was also pushing for disclosure. And what happened to Jimmy Carter? He didn't last more than um one term. One term. Now you could you could make the argument that because the economy was crap and the Iran hostages Yeah, there's a lot of factors. There's no way he was gonna get real. He he just I, I don't think he had the I don't think he had the game to yeah. be president. I yeah. And I, I think that I think that there were things that got in the way from Bill Clinton bringing forth disclosure. Am I am I going to say that uh, Monica Lewinsky, the whole controversy with that, had anything? And I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I think that there must have been a factor. Because the thing is, wait, a minute, you looked. At, let me see if I get this straight, Mr. President. You claim to you had people who looked into Roswell and they came up with nothing, and then you look at you look at volumes of work written by other people. Which is obviously something did happen. I mean, whether it's a weather a balloon flying saucer, it doesn't matter. Something happened. And how much stuff do you think they had on Clinton? I mean, he was Monica Lewinsky was not his first. Oh, they yeah. yeah oh I mean, yeah. He, he was doing that all the way back when he was governor of Arkansas. Even who, yeah. Who knows? How, even even before then. Yeah. But who cares? Yeah. No, so but I'm, what I'm saying is they probably had a they had a file on him as oh yeah, sure as thick as your arm on stuff they. Yeah. I, th- I think one of the things that I'm going to... So they're going to say, yeah. UFOs, file, uh, what do you think, Bill? Yeah. Where do you want to go with this? I mean, when they you say know? they have a file on Bill Clinton, I'm not saying they have a file. They have a file cabinet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. More than one drawer, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm um, sh- yeah. I'm- so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, another interesting part of this is is the Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe piece. Yeah. Uh, which which was was pretty interesting, as I think everybody at this point knows. Jack Kennedy, I think probably Bobby Kennedy, yeah, share a Marilyn. Um, you know, Jack Kennedy used some some bad judgment. You know, in those kinds of things, he was pretty careless. You know, he actually was he snuck women into the and this is before yeah this is when the press sort of looked the other way i think exactly know? even if they knew something it'd be like well you know it's the president whereas now that would you know, that would never happen one little inkling big yeah. time um but so he he apparently was having this affair with with marilyn monroe and told her some things that he shouldn't have told her right um he he told her about the 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 missiles in cuba yeah one thing which came to be true yeah um she and she was apparently keeping a diary yeah, and all this stuff. It was called the Little Red Book that she had. I don't know whatever happened yeah. to that, but stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sh- I'm sure that it's it's hiding in some archive somewhere. Uh, somebody probably has it. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. whoever whoever arrived on the scene and found her. It's, it's, it's it. yeah. I don't, I'm not even sure who that was. It's probably sitting in a box right next to the Ark of the Covenant and the Staff of Moses. Yeah, and, and it's in the Smithsonian, <laughs> in the deep Smithsonian, yeah. the dark wing of the Smithsonian. Uh, so, so Marilyn had some stuff on Kennedy, and and one of the things that he told her was that he had seen. Um, he the phrase was he had seen things from outer space. Yep. He didn't apparently get into the specifics of it. He's not going to elaborate. He didn't, but. When she started getting wind of the fact that, that the Kennedys were sort of backing out of the relationship, yep. uh, I don't know what her thoughts were. I don't know whether she leave Jackie and marry her and make her first lady or something. Who knows? That was know. never going to happen. Well, of course. But I don't know. I'm saying I don't know what her thing was. Yeah. So she was going out to Hollywood parties and, and talking about it. Yeah. You know, probably getting drunk. And Jack Kennedy told me this and blah, blah, blah. blah. So um, she, was, she was becoming a problem. Oh, yeah. You know? And uh, she was friends with Dorothy Kilgallen. Okay. Who, I remember her from um, What's My Laws. Mm-hmm. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. That's probably a little bit. No, I remember the show. They had people on there that would come on, and she was one of the panelists. She right. was like one of, I never really knew who she was. She was just like this old lady that somehow was on there what, for whatever reason. She was she, a columnist. Yeah, that's what, She was what, like a yeah. gossip columnist. Yeah. Yeah. She was working in, under the- in Hollywood. Working in the Hearst Corporation or the Hearst uh, Publishing? Maybe. Yeah, yeah that's possible. Okay. That's maybe. A, that's probably a possibility. Don't quote us on it. Uh, so she apparently had her phone tapped, yeah. probably by Bob. Yeah. Bobby was a big phone tap. Bobby loves know. tapping. He, he loved a good phone tap. Yeah. He loved tapping. He did. <laughs> he was a tapping kind of guy. Not not with the shoes, but with the, with the phones. Um, and, and other things. Apparently, Marilyn called her or... Somehow she called somebody, or I, I don't know the exact connection, but it came out that, that Marilyn had all this stuff on Jack Kennedy. She was going to come forward with it. She yep. was going to do full full disclosure on the Kennedy boys. Now, now, the Kennedy boys, I mean, Jack's got this image of being, you know, in, in a public sense, in a political sense, he was sort of the, an icon. Yeah. You know. But he had a dark side too. Sure, you know, he he was he was involved in some. I think a lot of people probably don't even know about. Don't we all know? though? Just a little. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that nobody's perfect. Except, but you have to. Except for my wonder. wife, Carol Fisk. Well, Carol okay, Fisk is and, perfect, and I know she's upstairs. So. Carol's perfect. So we're gonna have to she's take that awesome. with, take that with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that she's not. She wins I'm all of saying. she wins all of her arguments. Right. She's always right. So Marilyn was getting a little a little ticked off at the. Can you blame her? Well, you know, I don't know where she thought that was going to go. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know if she thought that was more than just the Kennedy boys doing Marilyn. You know, exactly. I, I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe she, but uh, and she was she was somewhat she, she was a troubled soul. You know, yeah. she had a. She, uh, but by the way, this is a real sideline. I I actually used the toilet that Marilyn Monroe used. <gasps> really? That's something you can't. I, I a friend of mine has a brother who has a house on the on the Connecticut. What's the Connecticut Sound? Long Island Sound. Long Island. Yeah. Marilyn and um, Arthur Miller rented that house really? one summer. Oh, so you... So I actually used the toilet. It's still this original toilet. So you dropped a deuce in the same toilet that... Well, I'm not going to go that, but... Uh, in, in and the I, same... I didn't try to steal the toilet seat. Right, yeah. right. I'm just saying. Sure. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there just for a little interesting sideline. Hey, you know what I... Anyway, s- getting back to Marilyn. You know what I saw <laughs> that was really funny? Um when you go into Walt's writing room and you go up the stairs on the wall, it's the funniest thing. Why is there a toilet seat hanging there? <laughs> what is I there? Forgot you had been in my writing room. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's making. So anyway, getting back to Marilyn. Mar- so Mar- Marilyn's 
kind of pushing the <laughs> pushing the Kennedy envelope a little bit, you know. <laughs> and oddly enough, Marilyn overdoses on uh, sleeping pills right. or some kind of barbiturates yeah. or something. And gee, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, no hard evidence, but it just seems a little quick. So um, it's quite possible. Who, who knows what could have come out of that? Well, first, well, uh, well, first of all, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, name one person who loves a conspiracy theory more than me. I can't think of any. Okay, even I will say that in her mental state, she may have committed suicide because Jackie, well, yeah, you sure, know, sure. Jack, Jackie told her that Jack's not going to be returning any of her calls anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I also think that with all the other things, whereas, you know, the, the whole thing about the way that they investigated the body, the, the whole, the notion of the autopsies and, but the, here's the thing is she was in the middle of like what she was, she just got off of um, making a movie with um, um, Clark, Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Mm-hmm. The wild was it? No. no the, we'll, we'll, I've we'll, seen it. We'll, we'll link to it later. Yeah. But the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that, look, the thing is, is that her, because the thing is, she was going from being like a, a, the, the ditzy Marilyn, um, you know, the... The, the dumb blonde. The dumb blonde. Which she obviously wasn't. But she was, tra- she was being transformed mm-hmm. into with this, with this new movie with Clark Cable. She was moving into another phase of into, her career. Into a legitimate actress. A, to a, serious, actual... a serious dramatic actress, which yeah. she really had the talent for. Yeah. She was channeled into that, uh, you know, sex kitten, blonde bombshell yeah. uh, kind of role. And, and a lot of the roles she fit that. However, she really had, you know, she studied acting with Lee Strasberg. She was no real lightweight in the acting department. Yeah. Uh, she she didn't really get a chance to use her talent, unfortunately, the role she had. Although, you know, she was pretty much good at whatever she had. Whatever, just, yeah. They just weren't real serious roles. Um, but she, you're right, she was moving in that direction. And so you, you kind of think, well, really, would she want to? I don't buy it. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. You know I'm, 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 not, I'm not buying it. I, I'm, I'm not either. But, um, you know, then if you, if, you, if you look at the other side of that, then what does that say about the Kennedy boy? They hired Dr. Feelgood to, to The slip, Misfits. To slip The Misfits, that's it. I that's a good it, movie, by the way. It's, really it's an incredible movie. Yeah, it really is. It was, I think it was Clark Gable's last movie. I think maybe it was. I think it was. I'm not, yeah. Um, so you got to wonder, I don't know, you know, what's going on with that? Yeah, she was moving in a brand new direction. Oh, I, I totally forgot. It was uh, directed by John Hudson. I should have known. I should have known. Um, with a screenplay by uh, Arthur Miller. So. Yeah, I also said that she was planning to have a news conference. She was planning to set up and about this yeah. stuff. That would have really blown the lid, lid off the off the Kennedy thing, you know. So who knows? Hard to say. Yeah. But she she definitely had some some knowledge of you. She and, knew what was going and, on. And and who knows that maybe whoever's trying to cover up the UFO thing didn't know that and have some hand in her demise. You know, we don't know that either. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we we can let our listeners. So now we're moving toward uh, toward Dallas, I guess, huh? So we're going to move towards Dallas, and the thing is, is that um, I'm going to put another link in our show notes. Um, I did an extensive article. I actually had to do a research paper on a controversial topic, mm-hmm. and we had to choose the controversial topic for this English class. And I said to my professor, I said, you know, the thing is, I looked at your list here, and the one controversial topic you um, that you have here that you don't have is the most controversial topic of all, the, the assassination of, of, of Jack Kennedy. And he said, too, too controversial. It's well, I don't know if it was too controversial. And he said, well, yeah, you of course you can do that. Of course you could do that. And the thing is, I'm I'm dying to know what you come up with. And the thing is, is that it was it was an assignment that we were given at the beginning of the year, okay? And you had all semester to work on this. And he wasn't going to say one word or another. He was just going to say, 
um, here's so here, were you trying to convince him that this was this was a thing to do and the thing this is this was that, in actuality or is this just an like report on right the, I, the, the thing is is that you had was to it take persuasive did you have to it persuade? was it was a persuasive okay who really killed JFK okay all right and the thing is is that it was just like but the thing is is that you had to write a bibliography and you had to write you had to read I think the 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 minimum was three books that have been like vetted like i mean i'm not i'm not talking about did like you, did you read crossfire i think it was crossfire was one of the books that i read yeah and, and yeah. the thing is is that it's like and i got and, and the thing is i mean i uh, walt I, I must have read 12 books on the topic and and the thing is is that after everything that i have read there's two things that are true about the jfk assassination okay if mm -hmm. if oswald actually pulled the trigger or a trigger he didn't act alone there's so many other things that had happened. There's so much evidence that they found in the book depository that not a lot of people know. Not a lot of people remember. They found three guns in that one building alone. Mm -hmm. They found the Manlicker Kirkano, which is a piece of crap gun, right. and it's physically impossible, I'm telling you right now. To, to get it, that number of shots It off. violates yeah. the laws of physics to try and get that that gun with the bolt action mm -hmm. And the scope on the wrong side because the thing is like that you 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 angle you put the scope on the gun in such a way if or if you're a left eye or right eye dominant and the scope on this was was incorrect for oswald for his dominant for yeah for his eye dominance and the thing mm -hmm. is is that you could not cycle through the bolt action well it's it's pretty clear that there was more than one shooter right. i think right you know, there was there was something i uncovered about the zapruder film right uh, as the film that's the missing uh, eight frames. amateur yeah. guy shot during the assassination yeah. and there's there's eight frames missing yeah and one of the things that's missing from the frames is uh, and apparently somebody got a hold of the the original film before yeah. it was edited um there's a sign a, a street sign mm -hmm. that's across from across the street from the grassy knoll um that has a bullet indentation in it so that would have had to come that that shot would have had to come yeah. from with the angle that it's at had to have come from that area from, yeah so you know there's there's conjectures as many as 10 shots fired yeah uh, from from various angles and, and they you know they their intention was you know they were going to take him out and, and, and they were going to make sure that it didn't miss and here's you know, the that, thing that there was no miss everybody everybody <clears throat> who was on that square daily plaza everybody was there they smelled the the spent gunpowder coming from the direction yeah, and, of the and picket fence. Yeah, been a cloud of smoke. The cloud of smoke, right. and the sound was was coming from mm -hmm. behind the picket fence. That the picket fence that was between the grassy knoll and the railroad yard. Mm -hmm. Okay. And by the way, George Bush was in Dallas that day. Are you are you are you are you jerking my chain? Here? No, no. I read a thing that sta yeah. was sta stated unequivocally. It said, although he has trouble remembering it, sure, he he actually was in Dallas because because in, in in prior podcasts in earlier episodes of the we, metaphysical, we've, allu we've alluded to that. I, I, that's that's my running joke is mm -hmm. that is, you yeah. know get you know cornering, um, you know George Bush Senior. Hey, where were you? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, there are so many things that are going on, and there are so many other facts that. I'm just going to put a link to um, to it on the show page of the article that I wrote. There's no way that um, what's his face, Lee Harvey Oswald, did it. There's no way. Well, he he may have. There's, it's it's up for grabs. He may have fired a couple shots. I I don't know. There's sure. there's a lot of information 
stating that he didn't sure that he was set up and again you know we're getting into another show or two shows or three shows or four shows about this whole thing the kennedy assassination is a huge right huge topic with so many different aspects but channeling it back to what we're talking about today um what what factors led up to him being assassinated what what was what was that nexus of forces that came together that day and then to let, take him out and, and why and then let's why, look why at was that done then yeah. let's look at the investigation mm-hmm. after the kennedy assassination and you see well the warren commission you mean the warren commission yeah, that was a joke, a joke but but who was in charge of the warren commission besides supreme court justice warren well gerald ford was on there I gerald think. ford was on there who later became vice president and president mm, sort of Alan, former CIA director, who was fired by JFK. Right, right. That's a good choice. Alan Dulles. Probably hates his guts, you know. Has has a vested interest in making it look like it wasn't a former director group of people. Former director of the CIA, who was fired under uh, fired by Jack Kennedy. Uh, How did that happen? It's all. They're all indicators of it being a trumped up deal, a rigged. If if you were Johnson and everything was on the up and up and everything was on the straight and narrow. Mm If if all things created equal and and everything is fair and every and we're all big huge grown up adults here, would you still want Alan Dulles investigating the murder or the assassination of of JFK after everything that we no, just told you? No, of course not. It's it's absurd. It's like having you have having somebody uh, on your jury, and this this is a bit of a stretch for a metaphor, but having somebody on a jury whose house was broken into by the criminal that's being tried. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know, you have you have a vested interest in seeing the thing go a certain way. Um, but 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 anyway, um, let, let's let's conjecture a little bit. And, okay, and we're getting, I think we're getting close to the end of the show now. But yeah, so we can kind of throw this out to the to the audience. This is a yeah. good pl- place to. Uh, how do you think it would have been different? How would this country be different had Kennedy not been assassinated? How would things be? Different? Think about that. There's that's a big big question. However, you got to think about. Possibly Vietnam, not. Yeah. So we're talking about 58,000 people who wouldn't have been killed. Right. You know, he may have succeeded in getting the UFO disclosure. Sure. Which would have totally changed the whole the whole paradigm. Right. Uh, in many, many ways. First of all, it would have uncovered a lie, a yep. huge cover-up, which, which might have, at the end of the day, brought some kind of new version of democracy. Been so subverted now by yeah. all of this crap that Truman put in place in the line. Um, not that it probably didn't start before that. It probably did. But so, so think about that. I'm throwing that out to you, I guess. And this is off the cuff now. We're worrying about no, but I've thought That's about this a lot. That's a good question, though, though, don't you think? I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And the thing is, is that... You probably thought about that when you did your paper. Oh, yeah. The thing so what do you think? Is, well, if, well, first of all, let's dial it back a, a, a second, talking about how um, Jack Kennedy's famous speech, we will go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it is hard. And we're going to go there. We're going to go now. I'm paraphrasing. We're going to go there using technologies that we have yet to discover. We're going to um, use alloys and materials that have not yet been discovered. We're going to find ways to keep men and possibly women alive inside capsules away you know, from that's space. That's another thing we didn't get to. Um, going back a little bit, yeah. Uh, he he put a memo out. Not not. I think it was November twelfth. Yeah. Before in the same month that he was assassinated earlier. Yeah. Um, he he actually gave a speech. Yeah. That was connecting the Russian space program and and the U.S. space. And he sent a memo out saying that to the CIA, saying that we had to identify um, certain aerial sightings. Yeah. As being non-terrestrial. 
because he didn't want the Russians thinking that it was going to be the first salvo of a nuclear war. Yeah. Shoot a nuclear missile back at us because they saw a UFO. Yeah. And and he he actually wanted to, and he got Khrushchev to agree to it to 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 make the the space program a joint effort between the Russians and the yeah. and the United States. And um, you see what happened. I mean, so that's just another one of the yeah. little, little interesting I, points. I think that I th- led up to to what happened. I honestly think yeah. that we we would be living in a, a true legitimate space age, literally, or, I mean, or, or closer to it. Yeah, because the thing is, is that I think that we would have people living on the moon. I think that we would be pushing towards Mars. I think that we, you know, um, I I look at what could have happened on Mars. You know, we could have had a a manned lunar, uh, yeah, Martian landing, Mm. you know, at least by now, if not within the next couple of years, as of this recording. And and and, um, um. I think I think that the world that we live in today would be more like Star Trek than the X Files. <laughs> I mean, I hate to use that analogy. No, that's true though. It's 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 a good analogy. And you know, I, I read a, something really out there about Kennedy is that his his reasoning behind getting to the moon was to to recover alien artifacts yeah. that were there. Have you heard? Did you see that? Yeah. Heard that? yeah. So that's that's pretty out there. But yeah, um, who knows? You know, who knows what his not what knowledge he had? You know I, I mean? Because the thing is, is that we could we, could we do, we're not going to find out now. I mean, I, I'm, liter- I'm literally I'm I'm, I'm whipping out my uh, uh, my post-it notes. Okay. And we need to we, sounds like another show. We need to do a show on um, aliens on the moon and Mars. Because hmm. the thing is, is that every time I turn around, it's it's happening so quickly I can't even keep up with it anymore, Walt. Whereas you have. Um, pictures of odd, strange things being found on the, the, using the Martian rover, mm-hmm. or um, uh, you know, the strange artifacts on the moon. There are so many documentaries. Some of them are a little hokey. I totally admit it. But there's a lot of things out there that are like, well, what is this? What is what is this structure on the on the far side of the moon? What what is this? And it was just like a lot of people said, oh, that's just an artifact. Well, I know the difference between a digital artifact or something that's being mm-hmm. pixelated. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and why? And people say, well, it's just shadows and light playing tricks. Okay. All right. That's, that's a it's possibility. Possibility. Yeah. But the thing but, is, is that you have, and you have some fuzzy areas. You have, you have a panorama, you have a, a picture of the moon, you know, a high res picture of the moon taken with this ultra expensive camera. And every everything is in sharp detail except for these certain areas, and you're gonna say like, oh well, the camera didn't work quite right. Yeah. Well, no, right. you know, cameras or, are not selective. Or, 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 dirt know? on the lens. <laughs> dirt on the lens. Really, in the vacuum right. of space, a, there's dirt yeah, on the a $10, lens. Ten thousand dollar camera, half a million dollar. A half a million, do- yeah, a multi million dollar lens, and you right. didn't bother right. to. Dirt on oh man, I don't, I don't think know. so. It looks like a it's like an Anunnaki statue to me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so I guess we're getting drawing near the end of our uh, time here. Uh, do we want to throw out to the listeners to what what their take is on uh, what what the country would be like had Kennedy not been assassinated? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, everybody, do yourself, do us a favor, be part of the show. Get us a yeah, get thoughts. That's, Post that's why we're doing this. We're doing this to to open up yeah conversation and yeah you know you may not agree with. 90% of what we said today and that's okay. Why do you We're think fine with that? And if but you might like the 10% that you and it makes you think about the yeah. other 90%. And this would be the perfect time to remind <clears throat> you that you can get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Just look uh, do a search for the metaphysical connection 
and uh, let's tell hey let's talk about join our group let's yeah join our group and let's talk about twitter for a second because we have we have not just one but two twitter handles i mean the new twitter handle is dr physical laxatives that's right dr physical laxatives ask your doctor if dr physical laxatives are right for you um so that's that's one of our Twitter handles because by the way by the way in April I'm I'm going down to Cape May yeah which I, there's going to be some tears about this so I won't be here for that show exactly but, uh, but I will be passing by the Physic Estate absolutely uh, and uh, I I can feel my stomach cramping up <laughs> as we speak I hope everything comes out <laughs> all right and uh, we're we're also looking for a, go- a a guest host to fill in for Walt so if you'd like to uh, join us as a guest host I'll get in touch so drop us a line let us know um what you thought about this show and all the others on dr physical accidents twitter page and uh, or on um, facebook just do a search for metaphysical connection and check out the show page let and us know how you think the country would be different if jfk had what if, not what if, been what if, what if, erased from what if, from his car what if what if jfk survived i think that that's mm-hmm. an interesting question mm-hmm. i so. do too it opens up a lot of All possibilities right. and also this is also a great way for you guys to tell us what you want to hear on a on a future show and uh you can also come on the show we also have we uh we can tap you in uh via the phone or or, or skype and we can have you if you if you're so bold you want to you know give us a couple of minutes and tell us what you think may have happened come on board and and get a coffee mug like the like the one and i have to say this is the first time i've seen this mug and it is it's more than a coffee mug it's it's a work of art thank There's you no, no question thank you he'll, he'll tell me what he really thinks about it when the microphones are off <laughs> <laughs> and you can send you can send the check to me here <laughs> <laughs> i'm writing it right out all right anyway thanks again great show this has been the Metaphysical Connection with your hosts, Eric Renderking-Fisk and Walt Schnabel. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained, the paranormal, and the supernatural phenomenons. You can learn more about us on our webpage. Right now it is metaphysical.fedorachronicles.com where you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page. This is also a great way to catch up on past shows, find out what we'll be talking about next time, And drop us a line and tell us how much you love this show and what topics you want us to tackle next. That's also a great portal for all of you to let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show with a great story or to promote a book that you've written or a documentary that you have filmed. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. So what do you think, Walt? You're taking your mug home with you? Well, I only have one question. Uh, okay. If, if you were to take my picture with it, okay, would that be considered a mug shot? <laughs> <laughs>